Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics on quite an exciting Tuesday in the financial markets. I mean, <laughs> March 2nd kind of reminds me of Tuesday, February 2nd, which was certainly, as I'm sure you guys have all heard me say enough times, uh, another interesting day that I find is worthy of study. Maybe I just have nothing else to do these days, but I like digging into it and I'm glad you're here. And if you like Silver Talk, you are in the right place. Unfortunately, uh, before we get rolling today, today's show is brought to you by Silver Viper. There's my friend Steve Cope in the bottom there. Had some impressive drill results from their project that he came on the show and talked about yesterday. So you can see that's only 23 hours old. You can see it right on top of the channel. So Thank you to Silver Viper for bringing us today's show, which is slightly about SLV and then just a few other news items. This will not be a particularly long video because there are a lot of other breaking stories. Uh, it's hard to keep up with this news, but I will see if I'm up to the task today. We may have a couple videos, some shorter, some longer, but anyway, quick look at the silver price now up 22 cents on the day which is interesting, especially when you see this last night. And then I think, as I mentioned on Twitter, especially with something I learned yesterday, which led me in net to send a message saying, wow, that's dirty. Oh my God, is that dirty? In fact, that's dirty even for Wall Street and CFTC standards. But unfortunately, I noticed something yesterday that will help make it even easier for you, the viewer at home, to see and understand just how dirty that was and how you can really start spotting these things for yourselves. Um, because I share my best opinion. I don't claim to know everything, which is why I bring on the guests that I do. And what a pleasure that Reggie Middleton of Veritasium, uh, who actually was railroaded by this very same Securities and Exchange Commission, um, but is doing some heroic things, really, in my opinion, the uh, definition of a role model, hero, and patriot. will be joining us tomorrow. I believe it might be 1 or 2 p.m. Eastern. I'll have to check. We'll get that loaded tonight so you can log in live. That is one of the most excited, uh, the most excited for an interview I've been. Not that they're not all special, but given what Reggie has done and what's happening, and especially that Reggie... Well, he will be talking about silver, if you can believe that. I think one of the best parts, Reggie is not a silver bug, but he is, as we discussed uh, when we were planning this, I mean, he's really a banking expert, I guess, if that's how I would describe him. He did write about Bear Stearns collapse in advance. Um, I don't think the CFTC covered that one as thoroughly. And really what I asked him to come on was because he's seen these banking tricks. He's been he's made software to offer a solution against that. So at least someone that can look at some of the data points I've discussed here on the channel in regards to the silver market events. It'll be great to get Reggie's take on that, including uh, some of the things that we can dig into today. But as you saw in our headline, the SLV 10K is out today. How fortunate. I'm sure everybody's excited to read that. Although I know you might be getting excited and say, gee, that hopefully offers some insight into those prospectus changes at such a bizarre time. But as the title indicated, uh, 
<laughs> 10K is not going to help any much more in terms of that because this was actually January 29th when there were 647 uh, million shares outstanding right before the, the share count spiked up and then spiked down within days despite panic buying in the physical market. Although, as I learned today in a Kitco interview, uh, that really shouldn't affect the price anyway. So um, once again, I am put in my place and taught my knowledge in the markets. So anyway, given that I don't know what I'm talking about, at least according to certain things I hear, fortunately, there are those uh, Wall Street rascals and the Wall Street Silver Group um, that maybe, <laughs> this is funny. How do you guys feel about a billboard right in front of the CFTC? And uh, I don't know if this is directly Ronan Manley. It seems someone as great as him, or if not him, great idea. So Russ Benham can see it every day when he goes into the office, probably working from home at the moment, <laughs> which I find funny. Although uh, there is a video from David Morgan on if we're facing a coming shortage, coming silver shortage, sounds like conspiracy theory. Um, here is more Comex delivery conspiracy theory by Ronan. But what I wanted to highlight is that, you know, for anyone who's been sitting at home and wants to get involved, Bullion Star mentions SLV just filed its latest annual report with the SEC today. Anyone brave enough or time on their hands to wade through it? So I love that he tagged the Wall Street Silver Group. And certainly I know there's a lot of people doing some great research out there and I've appreciated it because it's like a lot of these, I get so many videos, emails and links in a given day that can't get to all of them. So there's a chance to get involved and I'm sure Ronan will appreciate hearing uh, anything anybody finds. There's Gary Gensler. <laughs> what could Craig Hemke think is so outrageous that the CF Silver had at least one $2.50 down day for six months, has one up day of $2.50, and they start an investigation of those Reddit rascals. Um, Gary Gensler now heading this SEC, which uh, is a little unusual and... Um, I'm sure there's nothing <laughs> worthwhile in Ronin's feed. Spike in silver prices has similarity to GameStop. Can't see. Anyway, that's possible. U.S. debt clock, mind-boggling features. I like this one. Banker's money versus people's money. Um, got silver. That's That would be a nice sign right there. None of LBMA's claimed vault holding data is audited or verified by a third party. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going outside tangent for here. But I guess the other thing, uh, in addition to Ronan looking for some assistance in going through whatever else might be tucked into that prospectus because, or the 10K, because since it was January 29th when that was published, that wouldn't offer any insight into Jeff Curry's unusual comments right here on February 2nd, where the price was already down $1.72. I don't know if the CFTC is investigating the trading <coughs> on that day. Maybe they got my submission through their whistleblower process on February 12th, which I will touch on before we wrap up today. But if I were the CFTC, I would investigate some of these things that Jeff Curry said, like silver market bigger than equities, $200 billion annual output of the silver market. I wasn't sure how he got those numbers. 
So those are a couple questions that if the CFTC really does want to figure out what's going on in the market, I would start with, or why despite the changes, which I'm told were actually slipped into this thing. And then again, on February 3rd, in between Jeff Curry's appearances, here it is on the 4th, where Jeff Curry is saying that it's impossible to short squeeze silver, despite that on the third language describing exactly a short squeeze was submitted into the SLV prospectus of which Goldman Sachs that Jeff Curry represents is an authorized participant. Um, also, if I were the CFTC while I'm doing that investigation, I would ask him why he said that the ETFs are the shorts and they're hammering, I didn't say hammering, uh, they're shorting COMEX futures, right, right there. <laughs> so I would ask why he said that, maybe he misspoke. I guess the unfortunate thing is, is that if you start asking questions like that, I mean, there's a possibility he wasn't truthful, I don't know. But if he misspoke, given Goldman's influence in the market, um, was that influential nonetheless? And did that impact the market? It sure looks like it because right before you see there, um, I don't know if mouse is going in my screen, but you see the volume on the chart behind me. That's a question. If I were the CFTC, I would ask them. The CFTC, um, if they're, I mean, I've brought people of the Reddit group onto my channel. So I guess that means that I would be worthy of examination. And if I were the CFTC and I wanted to investigate Arcadia Economics, I would ask this guy how he was able to predict what he said on Monday of last week prior to options expiration and what might be likely to happen the following day and then played out exactly like that. Um, maybe they're wondering if I have a Ouija board or some sort of hidden influence in the market or the ability to just read the future or the option board and understand what former Commissioner Bart Chilton said when he laid out rather clearly. In fact, that was one of the things I appreciated so much about that interview with Bart when I said my understanding of how this works, because I didn't. I mean, I didn't go just start a show when I was figuring this out and call people liars or question evidence or, you know, point out inconsistencies in the statements of people who are materially, I mean, I'm a guy with a YouTube channel. I mean, I'm not an investment bank worth trillions of dollars having access to the printing press. But nonetheless, you know, I just studied it for years, looked over all the data and, um, you know, still, I, I don't know, I tried to figure it out, but that's why I asked Bart Chilton, because before I said any of these things on the record, I got expert witnesses to con confirm what I did not know or thought, but couldn't be sure. And here was Bart Chilton, former commissioner of the CFTC. And when I said to him, my understanding is that if you have silver is around $20.03, and then the price gets nudged a little bit, you move it a little bit more, then you start triggering the stops. <laughs> more to come on that one soon too. And then you get the high frequency algorithms of which I've learned now that there are some things you don't even need a human to decide, but it reads the headlines so that conceivably that report JP Morgan put out in the middle of the night on MarketWatch or MarketWatch published at five in the morning, Eastern time before the market was open 
and then you see actually that's right before that hump where the market comes down there so anyway I mean, I, I wonder if there's a cause and effect because when I asked Bart, is that how it works that these things get nudged and then the price drops and it's the same people or the same entities buying things back, same contracts that sell at the top. He confirmed, yes. I mean, hey, what do I know? I don't have access to the trading records. I'm sure the CFTC is investigating right now since I submitted the evidence to their office on February 12th, which means Commissioner Berkowitz should be, should have had time to look through it by now. I had time to compile all videos and I got things to do too. Um, and I don't have a $304 million a year budget. I was doing this, uh, was doing this for years when I didn't know if I would have money because I ran out of my savings and, you know, had to find a way to keep going because I felt it was that important, especially once I heard Bart Chilton confirm that the CFTC knew about it, that the other commissioners blocked email evidence. Certainly seems like the current commissioners are blocking their Twitter feed because I've seen plenty of people that actually are the constituents, which means they're the boss of the CFTC commissioners, regularly expressing how fraudulent they think that agency is. Um, and I've not seen any response except for the investigation to the Reddit traders, despite the evidence that I submitted on February 12th. So anyway, I would definitely, if the CFTC wants to uh, hang out in a courtroom, maybe we can play some of these videos, I think would be a lot of fun. Um, we can bring some Reddit people too, and we can just get everything out on the record where people uh, actually have to answer questions under oath. Um, we could, I'd be happy to broadcast it on my channel. I think that my audience would love that. I know I would. Um, Again, here is uh, explanation of how all that in advance. So <laughs> called his shot like Babe Ruth, or did I just read the data that the CFTC ignores? Although fortunately I was kind enough to spend, now this video is 56 minutes and 30 seconds. Obviously the time spent researching it and putting all the evidence clear as days so that even a congressman could understand it, which isn't easy to do, but laid out what SLV investors should know about JP Morgan and send to the CFTC, SEC and Department of Justice. I sent it to the CFTC myself. I don't know if anybody else did, but just to, you know, since I might be talking my own book, <laughs> I mean, I actually did write the book, The Big Silver Short, so get it, talking my own book, literally. And um, anyway, uh, so I mean, since I could be biased, I did, you know, again, since I check things quite thoroughly to make sure I've researched it before I would ever say something that would put me at risk. And one of the checks and balances I had on that one was speaking to several other investors, including one who is a hedge fund manager. And I said, given what I just told you, which is then laid out with very detailed, specific evidence and questions for further investigation in this video, I said to my friend, given what I just told you, is there any way that you would, if you, now that you know that, if you had a state, a million dollars worth of SLV, what would you do? And he responded, I would sell, I would have to sell. And to be honest, if I 
my own personal, I would, I would ask the CFTC to put me in jail if I knew the things that were in here, didn't say anything, and then advise people to invest in SLV. I don't know exactly, well, we know some things about SLV, thanks to Jeff Curry, but I don't know, I didn't, I just think there are questions worthy of further investigation uh, about SLV. There's certainly some uh, disturbing changes in the prospectus. And I did lay out other evidence of a clear crime, of which I'll be adding to that file tomorrow night. Or, oh, no, no, I'm going to get that one done tonight. It's so special. I can't wait for you all to see it. So hit the subscribe button and the notification bell. By the way, here's a nice little excerpt of that video where you can see me uh, mesmerized by the whistleblower program. So I submitted a tip to their TPS report program. If you click on there, that's where you can submit your own evidence and then just make sure that you write down what day you submitted it. Feel free to follow up with all of the commissioners and write down the specific, ask for names. So that way after this unravels and there are more losses that could have been prevented, you'll have a clear record of who ignored the evidence. And by that time, I'm sure our class action suit, which I'd like to extend and invite the CFTC to, will be up and running as well. So lastly, I think we covered, I gave a little teaser. You're gonna wanna see this one later. Um, and I can't even imagine how much the CFTC will enjoy it. I'm sure they're watching it now. And let's see. Oh, yes. With that said, I've gotten several emails today finding out about my <laughs> suppression theories debunked. Looks like it's at least a close match here. Um, but I am excited to learn. I didn't quite understand what Jeff was saying in this one and all those counts. There were a few things I must have misremembered, like Roger Clemens once famously said in front of Congress. And also, I mean, I'd be happy to discuss this on a live stream that is broadcast in Congress. Um, so if any senators or congressmen want to do that or set that up and need some expert witnesses. I know that there are some say I'm a conspiracy theory fruit loop, which could be possible, but I'm happy to put my hand on a Bible, swear an oath to tell the truth and lay out evidence to support what I am saying. So hopefully we will get a chance to do that soon. Uh, maybe Goldman and JP Morgan can come and disprove all the silly things I've been saying. So in either case, I'm gonna go get back to the research room, learn. <laughs> how ignorant I have been on the silver markets. And I sincerely apologize to everybody out there that's been listening to that, but I'm going to go do my homework and uh, we'll be able to comment on all that soon.